Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. We are so glad that you've come back to join us this week. In December of 2018, we launched a series on marriage with Salvation Army officers Rob and Amy Reardon. Throughout this series, Rob and Amy were very honest and vulnerable about their journey as a couple. Now, I have some funny stories about Rob and Amy, but suffice it to say, I am grateful for their work as Salvation Army officers because they brought my brother-in-law back to the Lord while they were living in Virginia. What a great testimony. In this particular episode, Rob and Amy focused on compromise, and we were joined by Sheed and Julia Tarnu. I know Sheed and Julia very well. Uh, Sheed was our assistant officer in St. Petersburg, Florida, and Julia was my ICO, which stands for International College of Officers in London, England. Uh, she was my session mate there. Wow. Yeah. And, and you and your husband actually performed their marriage ceremony. We did. We Yep. We went all the way to Newfoundland. Amazing. I don't want to spoil it for you, but in this episode, Sheed's testimony is going to be shared, and it is incredible. It is. This was a beautiful episode, and we pray it's an extra special blessing to the newlywed couples who might be listening. You stand in all of you, God, and of your majesty, even when we don't understand your ways. You breathe new life within us. You draw us to yourself. Forever lead us through the end of our days For you we only sing Creator, Lord, and King Yours is the name above all I'm Captain Sheed Tanu, uh, originally from Liberia, a West African state. I'm in my 10 years of uh, officership. Well, uh, my name is Major Julia Tarnu, and um, I have been an officer for 15 years. Um, 11 of those years were in my home territory of Canada, and um, after my husband and I married, I moved to the Southern Territory um, and uh, we're officers in Sanford, Florida um, for our second year now. Well, I was um, introduced to the Salvation Army uh, through a Salvation Army officer in in Liberia, uh, in my home country. We were in the midst of uh, 14 years of civil war and we also had basically no food and so this day where Salvation Army officer, I didn't know what Salvation Army was about. I never heard about it. Um, being a Muslim, of course, um, I had no clue what, you know, the uniform he was wearing it was about. When he came to our house, this abandoned building was living in, and he offered us uh, some uh, nutritional food. And he came back the next day and, and invited my mother to, to be part of this women's ministry 
group in the call. And so my mother accepted his invitation, went to the call. Um, she visited a few times, and she liked it, so she encouraged me to, to visit the call. Now, I didn't know it was a Christian organization, but eventually um, I knew that this is where God was calling me to, to be transformed uh, into a knowing Christ that I have uh, for years refused. I became a Christian, um, converted from Islam to, to Christianity, and ultimately became a, uh, a soldier uh, in the Salvation Army. I was introduced to the Salvation Army basically by being born into it. And so from the time I was a young child, I um, attended the Corps with my parents, and um, many of our family attended the Corps. I was fortunate to have a, a good Christian upbringing, and um, I'm so thankful for it. Sheet and I first met um, by being a part of a Facebook group, a Salvation Army Officers Facebook group. And so we would uh, correspond through that site just enough to see each other's names, and that was about it. Um, but um, eventually we did realize that we had some mutual friends. And um, at the time, I was serving as an officer in Canada, and uh, many of my core family are snowbirds, so they would come to the south for winter months, and at the time, Sheed was uh, appointed to uh, the downtown core in St. Petersburg, and so they had opportunity to meet him during the winter months, and then they came back and told me about this officer that they met, and so the dots kind of connected in that way. I was drawn to her by her love for God and um, things that she wrote on her Facebook page. In general, compassionate and, and loving and caring and inclusive. I saw a lot of things in her that I thought, well, you know, this would be a great opportunity to know someone who shared my, my values as well. She and I first met in person in... Um December of 2012. And um, from that time on, uh, we spent time, of course, getting to know each other better. And because we lived in different countries, that's all we were able to do was to, to talk and to get to know each other better through, um, through Skype, through FaceTime, through phone calls. And uh, so those two years that we, um, we dated each other really allowed us good time to be able to understand and appreciate um, who the other person was, their, their backgrounds. When, when you think about uh, the culture I came from, growing up in this little village in Africa uh, where everyone knew each other. If I do something wrong, the next door neighbor would discipline me without my my mother's uh, authorization. If I if I'm hungry, uh, I can walk in any of those houses and eat. That's basically the culture I grew up in. I mean, at least when I was younger. Same thing with her culture. They're very inclusive in their in in their culture. The way I have been accepted in many ways. I haven't been accepted this way, even in the U.S., and, and that, I can admit to that. Um, I was received well. And so that sort of equates our culture. There are obviously some differences, but as far as I refer to as a human culture, where, where God's instruction where it says reach out to one another and, and be inclusive. 
When we started to plan for marriage, uh, we did have discussion about how we would bring together our cultures. And I think with the two years leading up to our marriage, just having all of those conversations, it kind of felt very natural at that point. And uh, we just knew and accepted, you know, who the other person was. And, and um, so it did come very naturally. She's right about the, uh, the blending of culture, even just in general around our, our home. She proudly wears um, African clothing, which my sister had given her as a gift. Um, growing up in, in Newfoundland, in Canada, um, it's a very inclusive culture. Although there was not um, a great deal of diversity, in my heart there was always that acceptance, and I, I knew nothing different. But um, it was only, I think, until Sheed and I married and I um, moved to Florida um, to be with him here that I had a real awareness of racism. And I remember even in my first week living here and just, you know, tuning into um, to the news and just seeing these horrific things that were happening. And I remember asking him, is this real? And he said to me, yes, it's absolutely real. And of course, I had heard, you know, from him through our conversations about his experiences. But now I was kind of in it myself and saw it firsthand. And it's been um, been such a a burden on my heart just to see how how things happen and even to see sometimes the way that that she is treated as opposed to the way that I'm treated I almost felt that I was naive before well I've become numb to racism really um, I mean I've been exposed to that many times the truth is even in, in my in my officership even in the core you know I've there are times where I go in in the evening to do some work, and a law enforcement officer, they came and asked me, we saw you coming in the building, you know, uh, do you work here? And try to tell them I am, you know, I'm the officer there. But they will follow me to prove that I am the officer there by giving them some sort of maybe my business card or taking them in my office or sign on on a computer just to prove something. Whereas it won't happen if she's there. So that's the kind of struggle we, we go through, it, you know, and it's, it's a sad story, but it exists, unfortunately. There's also a good side of this because when I first came in this country, the first person, the first officer I really met was, I mean, he's a, he's a white uh, officer. He accepted me in his home. I lived with him for, for a few weeks. He took me to be his child one of his children. He prepared me for training, um, and he still called me his son today. The lesson that I've learned, and it's the, the approach that I've had all of my life, is, is to, to love others the way that God loves me. And, um, you know, we make it so complicated when it's really so simple. If we can love our neighbor as ourself, I mean, what a beautiful world it would be. And so in our personal lives, in our ministry, we love people, period. I mean, just by basis of our marriage, we celebrate the diversity, but we're all God's children. For any young couples that might be listening, um, I think going back to um, how our relationship started by talking and listening. Um, I think if I could give any advice, it's to, to listen, 
maybe twice as much as you talk. Uh, because in listening, even before we were married, I just was able to, my worldview became so much bigger. You know, even being a part of Sheed's family, and um, if I could allude to that, his family, he has many family members who are still practicing Muslims. And um, being accepted by his family, um, it just opened my eyes to the way that sometimes we can view things. We so much look at our differences and, and you know, the things that could potentially divide. But in our family, there's no division. We're, we're one, and it makes us who we are as a family. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Call 1-800-229-9965 or write us at P.O. Box 29972, Atlanta, Georgia, 30359. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store, and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life. In the dark of night